listeners. This week, I talked to costume designer Kathleen Felix Hager. Our wide-ranging conversation includes her involvement on shows and movies like Dexter, Getting On, Veep, Downhill, Space Force, Happiest Season, and of course, Hacks, starring the icon Gene Smart. The show's first season has been a hit on HBO Max this year, which begs the question, will there be a season two? This wonderful chat is not to be missed. I first have to start off by saying, like, I I can't remember exactly how I became aware of Hacks. I think it was, like, Gene, like, the Gene Smart sort of universe that's sort of, like, taking over, mm-hmm. like, 2021 at the moment. Um, and I just remember seeing this, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I wonder what they're going to do with her, because she obviously has... Mare of Town that just wrapped and now she's doing something similar but yet so very very different than what she's doing um on Mare and so I just I don't know I like instantly within like that first episode I was caught like I just I was like this I think is my favorite new comedy of the year like it's I just know, it's so good isn't it oh it it's spectacular. Like I, I, I'm so happy that HBO gives two episodes a week because it's just like that extra present that you weren't expecting. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I wanted to start off there and I, I think the work that you're doing on it is absolutely incredible. Um, so, um, but I really, I want to start out with sort of a very like generic question and take it as you will. Um, what is it about fashion for you? Um, I, I mean, I, the way I approach my job as costume designer is not so much fashion. I, I feel like I'm part of my job and what I love about it so much is that you're helping to define the character through their clothing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes what's, you know, what's considered in style or fashionable actually doesn't really work in the world you're trying to create sometimes. So I think fashion and costume design are like very separate things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do, you know, I do love clothes. I love um, the artistry of of design. I I love costumes. Um, I've sort of, you know, I do keep up with what's fashionable, so to speak. But uh, as far as what, uh, what I do in my work, I try to define the characters through their clothing. So, uh, you know, I think about, uh, you know, their economic, you know, what they, what their job is, uh, where they might shop, you know, what, you know, everyone puts on sort of, you tell your own story every day when you get up and you get dressed. So I try to think about what the story these characters are trying to say. Mm-hmm. So is there a story that when you were young or growing up that sort of, I don't know, took you into a different world that sort of sparked your interest in costumes? Is there like, a, like I, I feel like everyone sort of has like that, like a dress that might've like popped their eye in a theater, or a, a suit on a handsome man. Was there anything like that for you? Um, yes, I saw, a, well, my most favorite costumes in the whole entire universe are from Some Like It Hot. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah. And, and not the, I mean, the ones on Jack Lemon and um, Tony Curtis were amazing when they dressed in drag, but Marilyn Monroe's costumes in that movie were like unbelievable. Like there, there's these two dresses she wears, basically the same dress, a black version and a white version. And do yourself a favor and just Google it and look yeah. at the like it's just a, like it's just a miracle of construction, like how it actually stayed on her body. Mm-hmm. But it was fantastic, and mm-hmm. um, I did that was sort of my first when I noticed costumes in a movie. Mm-hmm. And were there any sort of like early influences for you or like in terms of like costume designers or just like fashion designers that you sort of like latched on to and sort of like were able to, I don't know, have it be this like tangible career um, that you could see yourself doing? I never actually thought of it as a career. I was a, um, I was a really average, I kind of came to it in a sort of backwards way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a very avid reader as a young person and um, was very, when I would read books, so, you know, visualize and think of the world. So then um, my family is in the film business. My stepfather was a producer and I sort of grew up like reading scripts for him and and breaking them down, you know, scenes. He would pay me like 10 bucks a script or something when I was a teenager to like, break them down. So it was always like very interesting to me, like the the structure of the story and the script. Um, And then I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I had the opportunity to work on a film and uh, I was hired as like the lowest rung on the ladder in the costume department. Like I really just did whatever anyone told me to do. Mm -hmm. And, and it was a really big movie. And, um, but it was sort of like, on the ground learning and I realized how much I loved it. You know, there's so many aspects to the costume department and that world. And I was able to sort of spend, you know, nine months on this film learning sort of from the very best and working really hard. And, and I just sort of fell in love with the, the aspect of like, Oh, you can help tell the story through the costumes. Mm -hmm. That part sort of really drew me in. And then I just, I just continued. Yeah. And what film was that? It was called Waterworld. Waterworld. Okay. Yes. Not familiar. Kevin Costner. Oh, Kevin Costner. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, so you, you're saying that there wasn't really like, I mean, obviously there was like this time on set that sort of like changed your sort of perspective on it. Um, but I mean, would you also say that was um, like the time that you knew that you could do this for a living or was that like, was that within reach or did you just think, oh, well, this was fun for nine months. Like, take me sort of through that aspect. No, it was a really eye-opening experience for me because I had um, very young children at the time. Uh And um, uh, I hadn't worked for a long time. So then when I had the opportunity to work in this film, I sort of grabbed it and, and took it and um, had this, you know, I loved it so much and I loved the whole creative process of it. And I also realized like, oh, I could actually 
do this and make a living and mm -hmm. help support me and my two little babies. So mm -hmm. that's how that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going into some of your work, um, and you can say as little or as much as you want about some of these, I've, I picked some of the more recent ones. Um, and so what about Dexter? So you were working on that for close to 30 episodes. Um, what can you yeah. tell me about that experience and um, being a part of something at that scale? Um, Dexter was a great job. Dexter was very, uh, uh, very creative. Um, it wasn't like, you know, there was a lot of, um, you know, different aspects to his character and then to the story itself. So there was like very dark, uh, you know, the kills and things like that. So it was sort of bizarrely fun to do like aging and blood work and all of that stuff. You know, we would have to burn costumes and people were drowned and, you know, all kinds of crazy things. Um, and, you know, it was, it was, it was great to be a part of something that was like so iconic you know, people mm -hmm. love that show so much. And um, it was great working with Michael C. Hall and Clyde Phillips, who was the producer, was really great. And um, it was like, it was just a fun, it was a fun job. You know, it, was, it wasn't as gory as people thought, but um, I did enjoy the darkness of it for some bizarre reason. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Going into a show that I think is extremely underrated and underappreciated, um, getting on with Niecy Nash, mm -hmm. Laurie Metcalf, Alex Bornstein. I mean, right now it's kind of, it has like a cult following, but can you sort of um, talk through that experience? And um, I, I, was that your first time at HBO with getting on? Um, I'm trying to think. It might have been. It was um, getting on is one of my most favorite shows. I loved it mm -hmm. so much. It was such a beautiful. It was a really beautiful working environment. It was um, the two creators were lovely. Uh, we we shot on a sound. It wasn't a soundstage. It was actually a, an old abandoned hospital. So the set was like a permanent set. So um, since it was a half hour show we would come in on Mondays and they would rehearse like a play. So we, they mm -hmm. rehearsed for two days and then they would shoot for three days, but shoot in script order, which is very unusual. So they would film it like a play mm -hmm. and, and all the extras that were, that were in like, you know, it was an old home, old person's home. So it was, it was stories about aging and loss and death and, friendship and what that all means. And I just thought it was so beautiful. And all of those women, um, we use the same group of extras. So they became, we all became very close and, and it was just such a beautiful, you know, it was, I feel like it was just in this little lovely little bubble. We only did, I think it was seven episodes a season. There's only three seasons, but mm -hmm. so 21 episodes of pure beauty. I think it's so, yeah. such a great show. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree. Um, but sort of um, going right off of that, you go into, I think, some would argue, 
one of the best comedies of, I mean, maybe of any century, but Veep. And how were you approached for that job? How, I mean, logistically, like the way that you speak of costume design, how did you prepare for that job? How did you execute on your job? I mean, that's just, that's done. I mean, to me, I mean, that just seems like a task that I, I, I just, I wouldn't even know what to do. Like being in front of Julia Louis Dreyfus and just being like, Oh, please like wear this. I, I, I don't even think I could say that. So, I mean, like <laughs> how, how did that project sort of like come your way and how did you, how were you able to tackle that? Um, well, that project came, I, they had done two seasons of the show and then had, were looking to change the costume designer. Um, so I met with Julia, um, I actually went up, she lives in, has a house in Santa Barbara. So we, I drove up to Santa Barbara, we had coffee in her kitchen and I had brought some, you know, mood boards and things and talked to her about images and how I thought the show could sort of shift its tone as far as her character. Um, and we had a really great meeting and, uh, and so then we were sort of off to the races. So that was really fun. And, um, it was hard. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. It logistically, it was crazy because the first I did, my first season was season three. So I did season three and four, which we shot in Baltimore and, um, and I lived in Los Angeles and we had this crazy schedule of like three weeks on one week off. And everyone was like flying back and forth all the time. Cause most people lived in Los, most of the actors lived in Los Angeles. So on the breaks, they would come back to LA and I would do fittings in LA. It was like the best way to describe that show is dense. It's uh -huh. like, there's so many characters and so many moving parts and, um, the creator Armando Inucci, who is a genius, uh, you know, we would come to work in the morning and there'd be, you know, the call sheet for the day and nine times out of 10, that would just get thrown out and the whole thing would flip. And we were like, we're not doing this. We're doing that. We're doing this scene is first and that scene's last. And, oh, we're th these three actors that are work, you know, two days from now, we want them to work today. So it was just like, it was just like, it was like flying monkeys. I don't know. It was just like craziness all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, it was so fun. And Julia is divine. And we had such a great time with her costumes. And she's, you know, she was almost in every scene. And so fittings were also very hard to schedule with her, but she was very generous with her time because we would just, and she, massive amounts of clothes. Like we had yeah. so many costumes for that show, not just for her, but you know, I mean, at one point, I think we had 12 principals, you know, plus all the day players and extra people all the time and guest stars. And uh, it was a lot of work. And then the show moved to Los Angeles in season five. Um, and that was much, it was calmer, but still a little bit crazy. Yeah. But it was like sort of controlled chaos. I don't <laughs> know any other way. Because a lot of it, you know, so much of it was like, so much was written, but then the actors would get on set and then, you know, start to work out the scene and it, for whatever reason wouldn't work or they, so then the writers would go rewrite. And it was always just like, you really had to be 
every department had to be on their toes all the time because things just changed on a dime. And mm-hmm. for that, I am eternally grateful because I feel like after that experience of doing a show that was that crazy and that dense and like, I feel like, okay, now I can do anything because mm-hmm. it was really incredible that way. Yeah. Is, is there an outfit that you think defines Selena? Mm, wow. So many. Um, gosh, I mean, I haven't just going through like the mental archive of, of <laughs> Selena Meyer. You know, I really am like uh, the beginning of each uh, season, the very first episode, the very first outfit was always red. So like I sort of all and you know, I'm very proud of our collection of red dresses, I guess. Uh-huh. And that would be sort of what I would say. Um, and then at the very end of the last episode, the series finale, she ended in red. So it was sort of like to bookend it. So I guess the, her collection of red dresses would be my my favorite, Selena. I guess I didn't, I, I, I guess I didn't notice that. That's so, that's so cool. Is there, what is it about red to you and red with Selena that, I don't know. I mean, red is such a powerful color and, you know, it was never party, you know, political party was never mentioned in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, Julia and I both loved red for her because it's just like, you know, she popped and, you know, sometimes there were scenes where like, you know, 15 people, she's in a red dress, you know, she's the shiniest object in the room and your eye goes right to her. So it was just a very, very powerful commanding color. and. And Julia's tiny, like she's a teeny tiny little person. So, mm-hmm. you know, anything to give her some, you know, we put her in sky high heels all the time. And um, that pop of red is, was just, you know, a good jolt to remind you, not that you don't, you know, no one's going to not look at Julia, but, um, yeah. but it was just an extra layer. Love that. Love that. Um, a movie that I loved and, I'm I'm wondering how you sort of went about this one, but also stars Julia, um, which was downhill. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious about how, I don't know, how, blending sort of like ski, ski wear into everyday wear and making that functional, um, disruptive. I don't know, like it, it I just, I like, I really love that movie just because it's so, I don't know, it feels so present and so real to me. Um, I was just like, every single time, obviously I wasn't staying in Switzerland or wherever it was filmed, but I mean, I felt like that on some of my like family trips when skiing, I just, I, I don't know, it, it, any comments that you have there, I mean, I, that's just a film I, I adore. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I really loved working in that movie too. It was, um, we had done that right on the heels of when we finished um, Veep. So it was like we wrapped the series Veep and then we started to, I started, Joe and I started doing that downhill. We filmed it in Austria, which was incredible. Uh Um, So, so beautiful. Like didn't even look real how majestic the Alps are and watching the sunrise over the Alps. But um, uh, we, you know, 
definitely wanted to make her obviously a completely different character from Selena. Oh, sorry. Um, different character from Selena. And, uh, you know, her character is super grounded. She's a mom. She was a, an attorney. Um, the ski vacation, I think uh, the script was covered five days. And there was so much skiing in the movie that, um, which Julia and Will both did 90% of their own skiing. But uh, to get those ski outfits, we figured they'd only have one, right? They're only going for a few days. And we needed something that would be sort of instantly recognizable on those shots on the slopes. Mm -hmm. So um, Julia ended up in a sort of really beautiful periwinkle blue uh, ski jacket. Um, and uh, so for when we did use the skiing doubles that, you know, super recognizable and they could interchange, they can intercut and not have it be, that's why we, we didn't want her to have different ski looks from when she was on the mountains so that it would be very easy for them to cut together um, the ski ski sequences, but um, that was fun. It was that was also hard in a different way, just because you know getting up before the sun and getting on the mountain, and we we shot it at a working ski resort, so there were people that were vacationing, mm -hmm. so that was a little tricky. But it was so such a beautiful experience to be in the Alps and shoot that movie. It was incredible. Yeah, um, and then Space Force. Um, so how? How did you get in contact with Netflix there? I had done a, I'd worked with Greg Daniels before. Mm. I had done the, uh, a pilot with him called Upload. Um, and then he had this Space Force project. And this is like the one and only time this has ever happened to me. My agent called and said, Greg Daniels has a show and wants you to do it. And I was, okay. Um, you know, normally you have to interview and, all this you know be approved and all these things but it was sort of like it was very nice uh greg is an amazing incredible person um so when i when i first talked to him about it he's like you know it's just like this little workplace comedy but you know set in you know space force the new branch of the government and um uh it's a small little small little show and it's like okay but then i I get the scripts and I start having meetings with him and it's like the scope and the scale of that show was incredible. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I had to come up with the design for those moon camos, um, the moon camouflage, all the, the, the new military uniforms, a whole create a whole new branch of government, government uniforms. Um, all of the stuff that we shot that we did in, you know, quote unquote space, the space suits, it was a very different world for me and I found it very challenging, but I, I did, I really did love it. I mean, and I also got to work with Steve Carell and John Malkovich was also very incredible. Yeah. Um, and sort of rounding out sort of this list, Happiest Season, which sort of became, I don't know, kind of the, the, the new sort of holiday classic, I guess, is, as one could say, um, how did you make that, um, I don't know, there, there's so many different aspects to that family. I am kind of now at a loss of what, what I was going to ask, but I mean, like, how did you make that family truly like the everyday American family, but also adding in sort of like, not the extra twist, but the sort of the new dynamics that you're bringing into sort of this like new age holiday rom-com. 
Um, I loved working on that movie. Um, I had worked with Clea Duvall who wrote and directed it. She mm -hmm. was on Veep um, and that's how we met. And she asked me to do the film. Um, and, you know, it was really important for both Clea and myself to keep it really grounded and also be really um, cognizant of the fact that Christmas movies tend to live on forever. Uh, hopefully mm -hmm. we were always hopeful that this movie would be sort of, I think it was more beloved than we even dreamed it might be, but um, which we were happy about. But just to make sure that we, there was a sense of timelessness about the, the costumes for everybody. So that mm -hmm. if you saw it in 10, 15 years, you, it wouldn't terribly date the movie so much. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it was great working with Kristen Stewart. She's lovely. Um, you know, we tried to avoid any sort of cliches as far as Christmas movie cliches or just like any sort of stereotypical ideas maybe you have about one group of people or another. We just tried to make them real people. Like this is a girl that, you know, she's a PhD student, you know, she's falling in love with this other girl. And it's like, it's just a completely normal situation, but just, you know, happens to be two women in love instead of, you know, um, you know, man and woman or two men, whatever. Uh -huh. it, it was just, I think it was important to give it just a sense of like, it's such a normal thing, you know, it's such a normal, happy, yeah. lovely thing. Um, and it was really nice just to, to think of them as um, whole people. You know, mm -hmm. just not one aspect or another, but just like a whole complete rounded person. And that was yeah. really important. Awesome. So now we get into hacks. How were you approached for hacks? Did you um, did you have to meet with multiple people? Um, did were you um, I um, I met with um, Lucia Aniello, Paul Downs and uh, Jen Statsky over Zoom, because it was smack dab in the middle of 2020. Yeah. And, um, so uh, I met them over Zoom. I, they'd sent uh, they'd sent over uh, some, through the first three scripts and I read them and I, I couldn't even bear it how much I loved the scripts. And I said to my husband, I was like, I don't know who I have to kill, but I need this job. Like, I really want this job badly. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so I met with them. I did a bunch of mood boards for the characters, which I shared with them. Um, and they, you know, they said, let's do it together. So I'd worked with Jean Smart briefly. She had a guest, um, she did a guest spot on an episode of Veep. So I had, I had worked with her before. Um, and it was just, I don't know, it was just so kind of magical you know it was just um I just I love the way they wrote these women like I, I feel like you, I haven't read anything where you have you know a 20 something and then a 60 something and they're just like such complete real uh flawed funny mm -hmm. uh you know damaged you know people that and I just love I love their characters so very much and um yeah it, it's just been a dream it really mm -hmm. has it's been sort of 
you know, I can't even, I think also the added layer of like working in the middle of the pandemic was so like a tonic, you know, like as a sense of normalcy, even though, yeah. even though the work situation was more difficult because of COVID, because we had to be, you know, everyone had to be tested. I think I was tested every day. Uh, so was my team, you had to wear obviously a mask and, and also a face shield and, and at one point we had these little eye contact tracers that we had to wear. So, you know, like if anyone got sick, they would know who you yeah. were with. So it was like, you know, and you have to keep, you know, six feet apart on set. And like, so you're having your mask and your shield and you can't really read lips or hear people. So it was a whole different phenomenon of trying to work, you know, it was very, mm-hmm. but that being said, also being out in the world and being able to work and make this funny beautiful show is so much sweeter I think because Mm -hmm. of all that was going on yeah and two quick follow-ups to that what was on the um the mood board for Jean Smart's character um very similar to what she ends up in in the show I did a lot of like you know very uh, you know there's her stage look so lots of sequins and things that move and catch the light um and then her sort of everyday very sort of glamour chic mm-hmm. lots of sort of watercolor prints and i designed the, the orange caftan that she wears in the beginning in that first episode when she oh. throws the computer in the pool you know yeah. those, those in my head are like you know the qvc Captain lady that's what she sells on QVC so but I'm um, very similar to what uh I had on the mood board and then I then I did gave the mood board to the producers and the writers and then I showed it to Jean also and then I did a big shop and we did a big fitting and I I, I made things for her and um you know it's sort of a you know you sort of gather as you go also but um, it was super fun to do her stuff. And then, you know, then you have uh, Ava's character played by Hannah Einbinder, who is like the polar opposite, just like, you know, just jeans, t-shirts, hoodie. Clunky you know, shoes, yeah. Clunky shoes, but in a, in a strange way, her, dif- her character was a little bit more difficult because she is, you know, it was very important for those characters to also be real and grounded and, for her to really appear to be, you know, a real stand-up comic, you know, this is who she is, a writer in LA. It was always, it was very, very specific vintage t-shirts, very specific pair of Doc Martin boots, you know, it was like everything, every detail of Avis was, you know, very well thought out. Mm -hmm. Um, And following up sort of on the COVID aspect as, as much as, no one really wants to talk about COVID very much. Um, were you guys in Vegas shooting the entire show or was it? No, we were in Los Angeles. They, we only went to Vegas like the last three days of filming. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, the majority of the show was filmed in LA. Our production designer is a man named John Carlos did an amazingly beautiful job with those sets, all the interiors of the house. Mm-hmm. Um and it was really great to work with him because, uh, you know, we sort of had this great marriage of like his 
room and then uh, I would sort of match Deborah to the interior of her space. So a lot of times like her, what she's wearing will mimic the color palette of the room she's in. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was really satisfying and fun collaborative mm -hmm. experience too. So asking a similar question that I've asked before is there an outfit that you think defines who Deborah is? And were there any sort of influences in people that you were looking at um, as you were sort of mood boarding this and doing your research? Was, was there anyone that sort of popped into mind when you saw Deborah Vance? Um, I really wanted to avoid the sort of cliche of Vegas, whatever that means. I just, mm -hmm. I wanted to give her a fresh silhouette. Like when initially um, Jean thought like, oh, let's do like short dresses and sparkly blazers. And I was like, I had always seen her in pants for some reason, you know? So there's a few times where she wore a, a dress on stage, but um for the most part, there was a sort of these gorgeous sparkly pants and long dusters that were all sequined. And I just felt like that was a, a more interesting take on the character for me. And also something about having the way her, Deborah's struggle to sort of, oh, my dog just fucked me. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, you know, her struggle to sort of make it on her own. I thought there was something nice about her being in pants as opposed to a skirt. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think my favorite outfit is, I mean, it's in the finale, but it's also on the billboard. It's like that gold sequin pantsuit that she wears. And it's oh, really, just yeah. so, so sort of chic and powerful at the same time and also head to toe sparkle. So it like checked all the boxes for me. Yeah. So if, if there was a season two, would you be right on board for it? I'm praying for a season two. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what do you, how can you sort of describe the, I don't know, the success that it's been having and sort of the way that, I don't know, that, uh, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like a new sort of like, glimmer of hope into this sort of like new reality that we're all sort of like stepping into. Um, and it's just, it's honestly just so fun. Like, I, I don't know how much you can speak to sort of the success of it all and how, how you feel when you watch the show and um, what you want viewers to take away from it. But, um, but I don't know, sort of. Um, I, I'm just, I'm incredibly proud to be a part of this show. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually, quite blown away. I mean, of course I was, you know, I read the scripts and uh, was there for the filming and I would get dailies every day and look at, look at those. But there's something about when you see it all cut together with music and um, the editing. And I, I, I'm just, I, I mean, I feel like I'm a fan of the show too. I'm just so, I just am in love with it. And I think I've watched every episode three times already. Like I can't get enough. Like I just yeah. like, I want to, I want to watch it and like, okay, get the, like the hit and then be like, okay, now I'm going to watch it again. And like, then I watch it a third time to like pick it apart a little bit. It's like, Oh, you know, just like, I just, I can't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm really happy that people are enjoying it as much as I feel like we enjoyed making it so much. So maybe that's what people um, are responding to too. Like we had so much fun in the mm-hmm. middle of the the world falling apart. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of nice. Yeah. No, not many. I, there are probably very few people who can say that they enjoyed their job during the pandemic. So that, I mean, that that's great. I know it's crazy. Um, to sort of, to wrap things up, I just wanted to do a little bit of a rapid fire with you. Um, what is the last book you've read, the last TV show you've watched and the last song audiobook, podcasts, whatever was the last thing you listened to? Um, the last book I read is called Born to Run, about the true story of these indigenous runners in Copper Canyon, Mexico. Um, what was the next question? The last thing you watched. Uh, Max. <laughs> And then the last thing you listened to? Um, I listened to a podcast called Floodlines about the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, which I highly recommend. Oh, I'll put it on my list. Yeah. Um, what is, if there is one character um, that you've designed costumes for that you could keep their entire wardrobe or wear it for one day, who would that character be and why? Oh, easy. Selena Meyer. And because she, and I actually do have some of her clothes. So. Oh, you do? Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Love that. A few little pieces that I got to keep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess lastly, what, what can we expect you on next? Are there any projects in development or are you working on anything currently that you can talk about or? Um, I am just being mom to this crazy little five month old puppy right now. So, um, but hopefully something will come up soon and hopefully a season two of hacks. Yes. Yes, absolutely. 